Hey everybody, this is Brett from Go Folk Yourself Podcast. Just as a warning for the little ears in the room, this podcast is rated E for explicit. That means we'll be saying things like fudge and schnikes. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Go Folk Yourself. This is your host, Nick, taking over for Brett. And who else do we have? Uh, you have Brett next to me. And you have Dan next to me. Yeah. And then next to Dan is me, Nick. There we go. The Whoa, it's a, it's a, wait, it's three points, so that makes it a triangle. And there's angle. three angles. A, a tri-square, right? Yeah. Tri-square. Yeah. It's a triangle. The, the three-pointed square. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Brett. I think that's called a Roombus. <laughs> it's pronounced Roomba. A Roomba. We are a Roomba. There we go. Wonderful. The Devil's Roomba. Here we are. Broadcasting to you live from the Devil's Roomba. We're going to talk to you about something. Sounds so dirty. <laughs> the Devil's Roomba. That's uh, that's where we're going tonight. The Devil's Roomba. I don't think so. Oh, oh, I man. think that was the original plan. We were going to talk about that one. Did you not get the, the group text? No, did, did we change it? I mean, it's it says here best members. I, I, let me open the, the list. Oh, oh let me B check. members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. Uh, changed the B to best for some reason because you thought that mattered. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not on the B team chat. Uh, I, yeah. I, at this point, I'm not even in the A team chat uh, because I'm just creative director. So I just talked to myself. I actually renamed it breast members because I thought that was funny. It was hilarious. It's very funny. Thank we you. We laughed incessantly. Are you also the reason that the A team one is called anus chat now? <laughs> nice. Got him. <laughs> No, where we're going tonight, guys, is someplace far more alien. Oh, I see what he's doing there. Where are we going? We're going to the spookiest part of Nevada, Area 51. Are we going right right. now? We're going down under. (laughs) We're going to the great down under. (laughs) We got our plane tickets. We got our long pants that zip off into shorts for the desert heat. We got uh, my fisherman's hat. Camelback of water. Uh-huh. And uh, what, what's the, what are they called? Those little cigarette holders that make the cigarette look all fancy in your mouth? Uh, the uh, effeminate the FDR cigarette thing. Yep, I got that thing in my mouth. <laughs> We're I'm, going to bat I'm, country. I'm going to bat country, mother. <laughs> We're ready. So why are we going to Nevada, huh? We're going to Nevada for a very specific reason. If you've been on the internet in the last some amount of time, because I don't know when this episode is coming out, You've probably seen the new Facebook group basically imploring people to go to Area 51. Specifically, if you were looking for it, you would probably type in Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. (laughs) I've been seeing this meme literally everywhere, and it is so bizarre. It's one of the weirdest things, I think, to come out of recent internet culture, and I am living for it. Have you uh, read the description of the event, Nick? I have, and I'll also read it for your auditory pleasure. Just read it verbatim, please. <laughs> we will all meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. If we Naruto run, 
We can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. Let's see them aliens. I like the if we Naruto run. Let's talk about that because that is uh, ready. We're about to go into a Dan story. This is a real deep cut. Uh, The Naruto run is the idea of leaning forward and putting your arms behind you to achieve the most aerodynamic run. Yeah, which is that makes you faster. That's why every Olympian runs that way. Yeah, sure. Uh, This is a very popular trope in anime in general. Uh, including the anime I watched as a kid, Dragon Ball Z. They ran like that? They ran like that. Arms behind them. Arms behind them and all that. And there was a day in middle school where we were running around the track, and I thought, wait, I know how you can run faster. Arms behind you and go. And so I did it. Arms behind me, and I started running. And my friend, very much like I would expect you to do to me now, Mm -hmm. uh, put his foot in front of me to trip me as I was running (laughs) past him. Uh, what you learn about the Naruto run, first thing, is that it's very hard to catch yourself when your arms are behind your back. And uh, you may find yourself landing directly on your chin on the concrete and then sliding forward a few feet, thus ripping the skin from your flesh uh, and having to get surgery to uh, restore your chin. You had to have is chin that why you surgery. Wear that beard? I had to have plastic surgery on my chin. No shit. Yeah, but I clearly didn't do that much damage. It wasn't like plastic surgery. It was really just stitches and like, I think like. Did the, they take some uh, ass cheek skin and put it right? On no, I don't chin? think. I don't think there was any grafting. That's the weird part. Is I think it really was just stitches. But yeah. I still had to go to a plastic surgeon. Anyway, no, they it's don't very just delicate. Do... They can't just. It's not like oh, you cut your finger. Here's some stitches. It is really, really particular and delicate when they do facial. Yeah. Okay, so stitches. that's why it goes to a plastic. Yeah, yeah they don't just do install work over there. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> They're doing they the drywall cool. and everything. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I had to get. Uh, I had to get surgery because I did the Naruto run and fell. That so, is hilarious, and I have never heard you bring this up. This is the this time. Is amazing. This is the time. Uh, if you are a plastic surgeon. Uh, consider moving to the Las Vegas area soon. <laughs> or sorry, no, the, the Area 51 area in general. Move to Area 52. Yeah. It's right nearby. Because at that point, you're going to be you're gonna be fixing a lot of chins. You're going to have a lot of work lined up for at least yeah. a couple weeks. I mean, I got to ask. Obviously, when you were running like that, you were just purely irresistible. So you, I'm assuming lost your virginity that night. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Right. And well, like, how fast did you achieve, would you well, say? Well, so because I don't <laughs> on average what you run maybe like ten miles per hour. I I doubt I run anywhere close to that. yeah maybe seven miles. I per run hour. out of things at home. Anyway, I I put my arms behind my back. I think I was going about ninety five miles per hour at that. Wow. Point. Well, yeah, because you achieve op- optimal aerodynamics. Right. Right. The air is no longer clashing with you. It's just running down your back, uh-huh. and thus you are cutting right and through it like a knife across your fingertips, like a wing of a bird or yeah. an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. So that's the interesting part. If you do run that way, you feel your feet lift from the ground um, as you begin to glide upward. In wow. Bernoulli's principle, obviously. Yeah. Wow. That's that's just irrefutable science. Yeah. So Area Fifty One is kind of fucked. I know, and there can't be that many guys there. Yeah, or like, guns. Yeah. Right. No way. None of Not that. that many. <laughs> it's just impossible. Not if we're so, all there. With this, I don't know when this meme started, but uh, I saw it starting popping up in my uh, social feeds probably about like two weeks ago, I want to say. And it was kind of yeah. like a niche thing. 
And then as these things are, often it starts as a niche thing and becomes like a viral meme across everywhere. Now it's in literally permeating every corner of the internet that I travel. To the point where there's 881,000 listed people as going and 768,000 interested. So we have somewhere between 881,000 and a lot more than that. That's more people than voted for Donald Trump and now he's president. So yeah, we go. (laughs) You know, only we could use our powers for good. You know, here's here's something I'm going to say, though, that I think is very important because I'm hoping we'll release this in a timely fashion. Um, This also do not underestimate where this is coming from. Uh, not that I think anyone is realistically going to do this, and I know this was likely made as a meme, but we saw a lot of shit like this in 2016 that turned out to be uh, basically Russia's way of testing their troll farms, right? Seeing if they could create these types of movements. Hmm. The Bernie Bros movement was very inflated by Russian trolls, right? Like, True. Could be. This could be uh, not a warning shot, but a shot across the helm just to test whether or not Facebook is still an effective way to spread message. And it does make sense because it says hosted by Anatoly Dyatlov. See? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying we are in an age of the internet where we need to be very skeptical of even the well-intentioned jokes. Yeah. Um, we are in very the true. era of deep faking, which is getting creepy as hell. Yeah. So, Super weird. Anyway. So but, in that uplifting conversation, let's kind of dive a little deeper into Area 51. <laughs> let's assume <laughs> let's assume not trolls. Let's assume this is actually just a good old-fashioned meme. Yeah. Where, do you think that they have Naruto in Russia? Uh, no. <laughs> no, because I don't think they have anything but beets and vodka. I think that they pronounce it vodka. Vodka and if, wheats. Yeah. I, I've ah, watched some Star Trek. Of wheats. I mean, look, that's... All my family comes from that area, so yeah. I think I know a thing or two. Oh, that's good. Actually, I think Belarus is technically where my heritage is, Minsk huh. area. Minsk. Oh, right near Chernobyl. Oh, also very timely. Yeah, I, we got out of there at the uh, right moment. You can't see, but I turned my hat backwards as I said that. Yeah, he's full American now. He yeah. doesn't. He's literally I'm half masked right now. American. <laughs> Just like the Hulk. <laughs> my hair is so silken. Anyway, balding yet flowing. <laughs> I forget. Uh, uh, quick, uh, quick deviation. Uh, in "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," they make a joke about Hulk Hogan's hair, and I think it just goes. Oh, so what's the deal with this guy? Because he has uh, blonde, flowing hair, but it has the silken quality of an Asian. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Is that from the new season? <laughs> no, that's an older yeah. season. That was that was oh, Roddy Roddy Piper's in that episode. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Running yeah. out of money, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, Area 51. All these so, things tangentially relate to that. Yeah. What we're discussing tonight is a rectangular area, about 23 by 25 miles of restricted airspace, west of the Yucca Flat along the extraterrestrial highway in Nevada. That's right. Area 51. Oh, yeah. Now, what in there does it say about the X-Files? Are those kept in there? Yes. It definitely says that right here in the notes. It, it says X-Files in Area 51. Don't discuss further. Nice. Mm. And that's an official document, right? Yeah. Like, it is a document that you're reading off I am. Of. This is from, if you just Google area51.gov, this comes right up. Ah, nice. It nice. says the key is under Got the it. mat. Don't tell anybody else. So, oh, it's shit. restricted airspace, right? It so is, that, much that like Walt a, Disney World. So, that's a no-fly zone, right? Yep. Okay. That's a pretty big no-fly zone. Yeah, that's that's quite a large one, actually. That's huge. 
And uh, like, and you called it the extraterrestrial highway. I did. They're very on the nose about these things in Nevada. What is the extraterrestrial highway? It's a highway that goes right by Area Fifty One. <laughs> oh, it's well, a I, joke about aliens. That makes perfect sense. Okay, uh, that's also I think that's a stretch of road uh, that is pretty well known for having like UFO sightings on it, right? I'm, I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that's the one. From what I've seen, yeah, it tends to be right around there. Like a lot of a lot of different people have kind of said, you know, I've seen weird things. I don't know how to explain it other than something like that. Either something that's moving too quick to be a U.S. aircraft, or something that's kind of blinked in and out of of existence to where, or at least visible existence to where they say they have no other explanation for it hmm. than something which. You know, and I mean, UFO in the broader scale, just to kind of define it, doesn't necessarily mean alien craft. It literally just means an unidentified flying object. Huh. Something that's flying that I have no idea what it is. So it could be anything. It could be anything. And it's it's really important to kind of note, this is a, a pretty well-known U.S. Air Force base. Yeah. No, I was uh, just taking a quick look at the extraterrestrial highway online. Uh, designated as such in 1996. And then uh, apparently there's a small town called Rachel in the middle of it, which is where geocachers and UFO seekers with alien-themed businesses flock to. Maybe that's probably around the meeting point of uh, this whole gathering or this fictional gathering that may or may not happen. We're all going <laughs> yeah, to Rachel's exactly. right. it, Very, very potential. Right. And there's a lot of potential. In a lot there. of, lot of potential. I bet that it's going to be the fire festival of Area 51 memes, like here soon. Oh God, are they going to have a fire festival? I hope so. It's going to be Flyer Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. It just goes down from here, folks. Hope you like that. Yeah, so uh, a lot of air UFO sightings around this highway, uh, designated as such by people that love to travel looking for them. Uh, and then there's a, apparently a thing called the Area 51 Research Center, uh, which is based out of a uh, yellow house uh, trailer that existed there for a while. <laughs> it is now closed. Tight. Yeah, but it's also now out of business. <laughs> so that's that's great. So this is the, uh, you said it's, this is in Nevada, obviously. Mm-hmm. Middle of the desert, no fly zone. What else? Tell me some, what, when did this thing open? So this thing has been around for a really, really long time. I need to kind of go through a couple of my notes because, like, it's so hard to untangle the reality from the, I mean, just the common mythos. You know, it's so woven into American life and and everything. So it's kind of hard to say, like, where are we coming from with this? But what we do know, it was originally established in 1942 as the Indian Springs Air Force Auxiliary Field, and it consisted of just two unpaved runways. Huh. Huh. So really not that exciting at all. Not back then, at least. Oh, God. Are we going to get into the most like mundane, boring thing about Area 51? <laughs> That's what we do here. here we, we explore go. the mundane. All right. What else? So, two unpaved air stretch, airfields. What we do know is that by April 1955, a testing facility was built at the nearby Groom Lake uh, by the CIA for the company Lockheed to test fly the U-2 reconnaissance airplane. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, that's what that, we can see a lot of like the bombers and like those stealth planes coming up. Yeah, and I think that's what lends a lot to kind of those those alien sightings and the things like I don't that can't be an airplane. It's moving too quickly or it doesn't look sure. like an airplane. Like these things are radical stealth planes that don't look like if you're looking, especially if you think about airplanes in the fifties. These things do not look like most stealth bombers that we see now well, even sure our jets now don't look like 50s that. in general when we were in the middle of the atomic age as well like 
everything we were making was rounded out and made yeah, like weird like, looking. Kind yeah, of thing. like that was that was our aesthetic of choice. Yeah, at the time, like think of refrigerators. Yeah, it looked kind of like neo futurist almost, or like retro futurism yeah. in its own way. Even though mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not what they were going for. That's what it became. <laughs> we want this to look old but new. Yeah. Can you guys design that? I Did mean, you make that yeah, happen? That's, that's literally what happened, though. Like, like, Yeah, it's uh, the the whole like stealth bomber thing, too. Like, No one would know what that thing looks like, first of all. And second of all, I'm sure that we had captured some really top talent from Europe at that point in time. And, and, and Where imported, from? Oh, a little, little, uh, little, little town, island a little, called uh, Germany, Ger- 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 Bulgaria, Bulgaria, or not Bulgaria, uh, okay. Old Bavaria, Old Bavaria. <laughs> uh, Fourth Reich, yeah, call it. maybe. Anyway, yeah. So I'm sure we had some really top talent from. Uh, Another recently conquered region of the world building things for us. Doing all that work. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so what you can see here is that basically once this this facility was opened, the CIA took control of the entire site. And this is kind of where a lot of the speculation begins. Um, basically, you have a test facility hidden behind miles of fencing that's labeled trespassers will be met with deadly force. Oh, shit. Okay, good. Okay, so, so that's know. why you have to Naruto run, right? Absolutely. Yeah, deadly force. Gotta get past You have those to avoid bolts. deadly force. That's yep. very important. I get that. I've heard if you get deadly force on your body, that it deads you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're deaded. Right, immediately upon impact. Jeez, that's rough stuff. So guys. you said that it was taken over by the CIA? Mm-hmm. And not that's like the, the Central Air Intelligence Air Agency, huh. but don't tell them I told you that. <laughs> Waka waka. So why would an Air Force base be run by the CIA, I wonder? That's kind of... Probably where this whole like mystery starts is that our intelligence agency is the one running this base, which makes me personally believe that there is more likely uh, imported German scientists there. No. <laughs> and like it kind of makes sense, like to a degree, because they were doing a, a lot of nuclear testing in this time. I mean, you got to think about where we are in in geopolitical history, kind of yeah, you know what the they Cold needed War. to do there. So you know we're firmly in the Cold War. Right. We had to um, snap those guys up before the Soviets got them. Absolutely. But they were going to and were. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I know you're kind of joking. Not but really. not really. <laughs> the world would be very different if we hadn't. Right. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, it's a really weird thing to think of. Yeah. It doesn't make you happy. No, but it's one of those things where it's like, ooh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, we should probably hang these guys, but... Really, like, they've, they've got some uh, interesting notebooks. Let's we're take gonna, a look at them. We should look that over, Yeah, right? Like, huh. So you said Lockheed? Is that, like, of Lockheed Martin, like, current U.S. defense contractor? The very same. Weird. I didn't know it was that old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been around Lockheed's for a long time. Lockheed's got an old history. <laughs> a storied past. You don't want to ask many questions. No, it's seriously, like, Hearst style. Like, the the further back you go, the more ruthless... They were. It's like this almost like narrowing scope of ruthless industrial. Oh, like, geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lockheed, Hearst. Uh, what was what was our guys here? Plant and uh, Flagler. Flagler. Yeah, those those like, kind of went away, but like Rockefeller. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, yeah, but it's then they a way went, you get that kind of money. Huh. They go into defense contracting, which makes sense. Sure. I mean, that's kind of where our economy boomed from. 
Is what? Like, yeah, Do you mean right? World War II was profitable for America? Yeah, war profiteering kicked America into high gear. So yeah, we've been we've been riding that gravy train all the way to the bottom. <laughs> we are. You know what that means? World War Three. Here we come. Got a. Gotta we're gonna boost get, those numbers. We're gonna get drafted. We're gonna try Axis this time. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, gonna get drafted. <laughs> They're I gonna look at us and go, sample. "You guys would be good in the military. We're gonna draft you." Whew, okay, what are we doing? Well, we're gonna go oppress Europe a little bit. You, you boys, that sound good to you, boys. You guys are gonna be the the big impressive. I feel warships. like I don't have much of a choice, but yeah, let's. Uh, what am I? Uh, a hop two. Are we USO showing, or you want me fighting? What? Really? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, you're you're fighting. Oh. Oh. Uh, we might not be that good at. That doesn't matter. We're really looking for quantity. <laughs> <laughs> it's a our tactic could be described as a flesh wall. Yeah. That's it right. really. That's a military term. I don't expect you to understand that. The Romans employed that, though they had shields. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can put this in a simple term. Shields cost a lot of money, son. You've seen a shield, right? You've watched the Big shield. Big metal thing. <laughs> Michael Chiklis, you know. It's just another day Walton for him. Walton Goggins, you know him. Classic. <laughs> Great series that the men of this show would recommend every day to you. Well, it's going to be nothing like that. <laughs> it's like that, you know, but you're the shield. How about how about this? Let me try this one on you, son. You, you know the first five minutes of Saving Private Ryan? Imagine that, but for like eight years. God, what a dark future you've painted that doesn't feel that far off. Right. Oh, God. Can we talk a little bit about things that make me happy, like more Area 51? Yeah, let's talk about, about more about that. Yeah, and how the CIA controls it and how uh, the great defense contractor Lockheed Martin works there. What, what else? Cheerful Martin's happens. a different person. Lockheed was one guy. Martin was the other. Martin oh. is the accountant going, I don't see how we I think that came this. from a merger. I don't think they were partners. But right. anyway. U.S. comedian Martin Short bought into it. <laughs> so let's this talk is about... going to be a great investment. I can't do a Martin Short voice. It's probably yeah. the best. Anyway. Let's, uh, let's talk about some of the places we've probably heard no. Area 51 referenced. I didn't ask. I'm telling you. Oh. Sit down. Put your pants back Sorry, on. Sorry, that's my fault. Thank so, you. It's on me. <laughs> List them. Fun fact guy. Fun fact guy. So, you can see it in film, which is apparently that Area 51 is among the secrets in the President's book in National Treasure 2. No shit. Book of Secrets. Whoa. Huh. Nicholas Cage stumbled onto this one? He knew about it before any of us did. Damn. For all you grandparents out there, Jag. In The One Who Got Away While Flying for the CIA, harm is detailed to fly the Aurora spy plane from a secret location, which even the usually reliable title in names as Diamond Lake Location Classified. <laughs> that's funny. It was in an episode that's, of JAG. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so you can see it in JAG. You can see it on the always hilarious t-shirt, What Happens in Area 51 Stays in Area 51. <laughs> That's, I'm Boo. not surprised that you can buy that. I'm just disappointed that you can buy that. Those those are awful. I really want it to be redacted, though. Like, what happens in Area 51 redacted? redacted. <laughs> that's Much funny. funnier. That's right? very Much funny. funnier. Hey, and that's patent pending, everybody. If it you uh, heard that right now. Legitimately, we're, we're, uh, I actually am patenting it right, right now, so yeah. good luck. I have a design patent on it. Co- copyright law now. Legal. Legal, et cetera. It's, it's been legal. Bye. We'll sue you. <laughs> Uh, there's the Las Vegas minor league baseball team, the Las Vegas 51s. Okay, solid. Their logo is just a redacted document. <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny. Good. It's actually a gray with baseball seams on his giant forehead. 
That's frightening. Yeah, I don't it know really why is. He would make that. Because aliens. Right. Um, you can see it in the tabletop game Rifts, where Area 51 was a military R&D facility before the Great Cataclysm. But I'm not doing their advertising, so <laughs> it's in there. Yeah, not until they give yeah. us a show. Yeah, we'll give advertise us a show things. Money. We'll advertise things like JAG, popularized by USA <laughs> and syndication. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, if it gets us a show, I'll advertise anything. We'll get that JAG money. Uh, I will we we have JAG literally money. no principles. We've thrown those out the window. I didn't have any before I got to the show. I hung my principal. <laughs> I hung <laughs> them up neatly. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that guy's fucking name? Sally. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. A principal named Sally. Sally yep. You just hung himself and hung back. home. That's, uh, I, don't even, I can't even tell you what episode that was, but that's still one of my favorite stories. That was a good one. I think that was the first time we deviated from it being a ghost story and instead just went with like, guys, I just have to share this fucking story. It's too good. <laughs> Um, as far as video games go, there's Alien Hominid. Backyard Soccer has a field named Area 51 and a half. I forgot about Alien isn't, Hominid. That was a Flash game, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Also, isn't in Tony Hawk they had an Area 51 level? Or, yeah, Tony Hawk level? Yeah, I think you're right. It was like a, a not as blatant, but yes, I think they had an Alien-based level. Yeah. Uh, SimCity 4 has Area 5.1. <laughs> World of Warcraft has Area 52, a goblin outpost in Netherstorm, complete with men in black guards at the entrances. I remember that. That was a hard word to say. Entrances. Entrances. Entrance. Perfect Dark has four missions based in Area 51. Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped has one of its levels called Area 51? Question mark. So this is pretty predominant in like, what is this, like early, late 90s, early 2000s? Uh, Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost did a movie where they go to Area 51 or they're Area 51 enthusiasts and they actually find an alien. It was called Paul or Paul, something? Paul, yeah. yeah like yeah. this is big. Like Area 51 has always been like, a piece of this American mystery. It's kind of like the moon landing conspiracies. Yeah, I think you meant to say alleged moon landing, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. Fair? Nope, not fair. No, we don't don't endorse that conspiracy theory. I just don't know how we got to the moon. And because I don't understand that science, I believe it. it might be a lie. Don't perpetuate yeah, that. Don't seriously. give them credence to say that w- the Earth is flat. In addition to that, we didn't go to the moon. Credence Clearwater can say whatever they want <laughs> about the, dead the moon <laughs> and the Earth, and it's bad and it's rising. And that—that's those two things I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. God damn it. Um, probably the best example of of kind of what we're seeing here, um, and even the trope itself. If you go to tvtropes.org, it has its own um, TV tropes. Article. It has its own TV tropes article. I, that's how pervasive it is that they wrote about the trope of Area Fifty One at length on that website. It's actually got kind of two tie-ins because the Futurama episode Roswell it ends well. Oh God, that's such a good episode. Obviously about Roswell, New Mexico. Sure. Yeah, he becomes his own grandfather. It's hilarious. He sure does. Didn't that one win them an Emmy? I feel like it did. Probably. For him banging his grandmother? Yes. Nice. But it was also a really well done time loop that actually like made sense in the end. Yeah. It was one of the few times where they actually like mathematically it all kind of charted and made sense. Yeah. I mean, they had a couple people that I think had science degrees on that show. So there's a... Actually David a, X. Cohen actually has like two doctorates, I think. Yeah, At he, least one, maybe two. They were credited with creating their own mathematical theory on that show they as sure well. Did. Fun fact. Uh, which is fascinating. But that's, uh, what, what was the other one beyond Futurama? Uh, Lilo and Stitch also um, had a lot of references to it, where, you know, Earth oh, yeah. is in a region of space known as Quadrant 51. Uh, and Area 51 is yeah. basically our outpost of 
the greater like alien confederation thing. Huh. Interesting. I know that there's a lot of like theories that fly around at like, like a UFO get us real bad <laughs> joke. It? I see what he did. <laughs> That's dumb. That was, <laughs> we really all get dumb. one, all right, Dan? Fuck yeah, off. Uh, Dan hasn't cashed his in yet, so I'll take it later. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of theories that fly around about what might be there. And I think that's probably what captures the uh, American um, imagination about it. Because it's literally a fucking template of whatever you think could be might be there. It's like fucking Schrodinger's airbase. Sure. <laughs> being oh, I like that. <laughs> at one at one point in time, completely innocuous, which is more than likely what it is. And then at the other hand, it could be literally anything is there. And that's probably why it is so popularized in American fiction. Um, like what, what there's some, I know there's some theories around like time travel, alien, like visitation, alien autopsies, like recovered crash landing of, uh, UFOs, all sorts of stuff out there. Where, where do you fall on this one, Nick? What do you think's there? So I would, it's hard to say anything with any sort of like definitive, like, Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind that. But, um, just with kind of everything told there everything surrounding the secrecy with it like i would absolutely be be able to believe that there's probably something related to extraterrestrial life or you know research something along those lines like a lot of people say like well they've recovered a crashed thing that's how we got so much uh technology advancement in such a short amount of time they've reverse engineered a lot of things from the the ships and the aliens that we've gotten i don't necessarily think that's the case but i would absolutely believe that if it's not that this is a facility dedicated to extraterrestrial life, then we're probably shooting ourselves in the foot anyways. <laughs> Fair. Uh, that's a pretty good synopsis, though. Okay. Thanks. Uh, what about you, Dan? What do you think? I think it is a secret government facility, and I think any discussions about this facility is uh, putting us in direct danger. And, it's and I will report you to the feds. I think it is very unpatriotic to believe that uh, we, the people, have any right to look into our government secrets. <laughs> Fucking narc. Uh, no, the real answer. Sorry, I knew Brett was filming, so I wanted to really go uh, contrarian on this. Uh, I, I don't necessarily believe there's anything of note in there. That's actually my real answer. I believe it is a research facility. I believe that some sort of conspiracy craze permanently marked the area. You know what I mean? So, like, people assume now uh, that there's just something about it, but in reality, it very well might have been a NASA research center, and thus people assumed it had something to do with aliens, right? Who knows what it was, but I don't think there's any alien specimen or, or secret being living there. Nothing. You think it's completely innocuous. I think it was research-specific. Yeah. I think that it but was— But that they like this—they like the attention a little bit. Well, yeah, you got to imagine, like, like, John Smith, the boring guard that works there, or, like— the, they they have fun with it, or like Heinrich von Cause, Schmidt, because who is the scientist? Wouldn't, that works wouldn't there. you have fun with it if you were just a guard there? Yeah, like wouldn't you ham it up with people in town Absolutely. later when they're like, "What's in there?" I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. You know, wink, I can't wink wink, wink, wink. Of course, because that's just that's human nature. It's right. wanting to feel important, and you're so dumb. I think it's been perpetuated. Like, I would probably job. keep some of that yeah. like, slime toy in my pocket for like when kids are like, "Oh man, yeah, in here, fifty-one." Oh, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Hold on, let me get this glove. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? So, yeah, I don't personally think anything is there yeah. at all. I think that there is something there. Maybe a weapon, yeah, but nothing alien. I've always thought that it was more likely a weapons testing facility and not necessarily like something crazy scary. Like just 
whatever our latest and greatest thing that we want to deploy against the enemies of freedom, you know, <laughs> so that was a hyperbolic statement. I don't want anyone to think that I actually think that. No, that I get it. No, he does. I literally have you saying it on uh, yeah. Bro, I get it. That's no. what I'm thinking every day. <laughs> never have I thought that and never will. Sure. Uh, but I, I sure. truly think it is a uh, weapons development facility. Uh, that just has things that the government doesn't want us to see because uh, it could leak out. And that's, that's probably the same for literally any of these classified bases that have a long, you know, like geographic stretch. It's probably aircraft related yeah. and it's probably experimental, probably doesn't work right. And that could be just as damaging as releasing something in like a PR standpoint as something that works really well because on one point on one hand yeah we have this badass thing and now another country knows about it and they can replicate it or on the other hand oh we have this tremendous fucking waste of time and money that just exploded that's fantastic that- <laughs> whoops <laughs> yeah sorry guys how much how much shit did nasa get when they accidentally uh Plowed that one sensor into uh, oh, that into one Mars. chick down yeah, by the right. party. When they, when they did it by meters instead of feet, right? But like, yeah, but like, how much shit did they get for that? Right, because we knew about it. Exactly, right? it's probably for wanting lack of oversight on what the money is being spent on. Yeah, but that being said, I think in a more fantastical way, uh, it would be fascinating if there was actually recovered uh, alien artifacts or. Uh, perhaps like a crashed down spaceship as is in like the really famous like alien autopsy like videos that came out. And I'm not saying around. I wouldn't love that. I would love if that was true. I just don't think I believe that offhand. Yeah. What do you think would happen if that was the case? Like if, if there was irrefutable, let's say that like, this group of weird internet trolls does this right. And they somehow aren't <laughs> like police murdered forever uh, and uh, managed to get in. Uh, what do you think uh, would be the ramifications of them actually uncovering something alien? Do you think the world would be shocked at this point in time, or do you think that? Yes. Yeah. I think no matter what, irrefutable evidence of aliens. Like alien contact, one hundred percent. They're like, there's alien shit here. I'm like, hey, this is your boy Shay coming to you live from YouTube. Uh, found some alien shit. Smash that subscribe, Bruh. for checking out this alien shit. Bruh, it's Dope insane. as fuck. Look at it, and they're showing it off. What? How does the world change from there? Um, I think we lose our fucking minds. You think so? Yeah, I don't think so. I think we lose our collective minds. The whole thing? Would that like shatter your perception of reality? No, because I've always believed there's obviously other beings, um, but I don't know that we found them yet. Right? So knowing that we found them is scary. Yeah. What about you, Nick? What do you think? It's really hard to tell. I I think ultimately there are so many people that have so much identity and so much belief wrapped up in what we have is here. What we have is not like there's nothing beyond what we have kind of going on. Like, yeah, there's other places, but there's this here, especially when you look at it from like a Judeo Christian kind of like I created you guys kind of perspective. I think a confirmed existence of something intelligent, especially on a far flung place like that is just, it's earth shattering. I mean, yeah. So you think it would be like completely earth shattering? I think so. Huh? I don't know. Like, I've always thought that if uh, alien life was discovered, that it would be, like, the most fuck... It would be sensational, obviously. And uh, it would be widely publicized, but I don't think that our day-to-day would really change all that much. I think our day-to-day would change significantly. Really? Yeah. Why? 
how do you come back from knowing you're not alone in the universe? I mean, right. do you think your specific day-to-day would change? Yes. I don't think my day-to-day would necessarily change. I think the world's day-to-day would change. I really? think that's what it is. I think it's on the on a grander scale. Things change. Things have to shift because we don't know now what to prepare for, what they could be preparing We're for. We're now going to know that we as a species are united and there is another species that and, has already made contact uh-huh. with us. And do you think that as, you know, like terrible as humanity is that like we would be like all right well we hey we gotta stop all this shit because there's bigger fish out there and maybe band against them did you learn nothing from watchmen i yeah that was the whole point i know i know that's the whole point but i don't think that's enough to stop the petty bullshit squabbles on the planet i'm not saying petty bullshit doesn't still happen but the day-to-day is joke all right here's an example if you're president of the united states hold on your job No, 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 no no hold on hold on Let's. I'm going to take Brett back for a second. Yeah. And 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 we're going to go through a very dark subject here, everybody. So just a quick moment. Right. I want you to remember 1999. Yeah. All right. The millennium is just about. Millennium is a year. Yeah, my lord. One thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Right. Y two K is a down upon us, and I have no clue if my telephone will work tomorrow. Right. Right. We're facing down the barrel of that gun. Y two. I remember Y two. But I want you to think. I really close your but eyes and put yourself so. put yourself back into this mindset. Uh, the the attitude era of wrestling is coming to a close. Right. Right. We're in that last dregs of it. Um, Still good. Picture. The house on your street, yeah, right, or a house on your street that has like five American flags up on it, yeah. That's the weird house, isn't it? You look at it and you're just like, oh, that's so weird. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, for sure. That was now, the weird house. Do that same thing in October of 2001, after 9/11. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, no, and every one of them had it. So these type of comments these type of events change the public zeitgeist in this weird very subtle way where we now kind of accept the world as something different and alter ourselves so that also was early internet times so that like internet's a thing why not as widely as accessible as it is now sure certainly not as interconnected as it is now sure do you think that given with the way that we have the ability to communicate across the world instantaneously uh which i think is breaking down some barriers but not all i think that that will impact if let's say whatever reason something crazy is discovered there that I think that the zeitgeist doesn't change all that much. I think the zeitgeist changes instantaneously because now people from around the world are going to have to unify, whether that be in study, whether that be in research, whether that be in weapon, whether that be defense. Right. You're going to see a lot of the national identities strip away very quickly. Which would be great. I think that's like, but I think that's a very positive outlook on what will probably not happen. And I think it's, it really needs to be said that we're in a time right now when the truth is at an all time low and acceptance of that truth, you know? So I think you would see a very big concerted effort to say, no, that's not the case. Even in the face of incontrovertible evidence, if it was in the, in the matter of the quote unquote public interest to keep us safe and keep people from losing their shit, you would see a very large concerted effort to downplay what's going on. Sure. And I don't think you would necessarily see that unity on the scale that I would like to see. Hmm. Maybe. That's fair. You would think that would be the smart solution. I don't think that's a solution most countries would take. Hmm. Do you think that (laughs) it would be kind of interesting to look at countries that are participating in the Paris Accord? (laughs) 
what yeah. they do compared to like the United Us States, and Saudi Arabia, Arabia. <laughs> the only two, the greatest ally in the entire world, Saudi Arabia. I think you'd see an expanded EU. It would literally probably be called the EU, but the Earth Union, and it would probably not include us. Uh, it would include us. We just. If we were the big well. Zat Brannigan head of it, sure. Yeah. No, oh, no, God. Yeah. What a well, terror future. We are is. the only country researching Space Force. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has <laughs> oh, been Deep Folking Area 51. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. sure you guys have more. I'll, sorry. I'll oh. let Brett talk, not Dan. Oh, God. Uh, that's the only point I had to make. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think that we started this on being like, oh, yeah, half-hearted meme funny. Uh, <laughs> and then we got really yeah. real. And I think it just made, show. It, it made us sad. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to do an episode where we don't all end depressed. Right. Maybe. We're going to do an episode about so. s'mores. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. think we'll ever reach that point. I don't think so either. I think it's important to not always be happy with the state of things because that makes you change. In fact, I am rarely happy with the state of things. Yeah, because that pushes for change. And I don't know. Maybe maybe these meme lords are going to do this <laughs> thing. and Or maybe a bunch of very dumb people are going to charge at Area 51 and get shot. Either way, it's going to be great for TV ratings. Whew. Everything is bad, huh? So, yeah, Area 51 is a bunch of jokes and ha-has. There's aliens. <laughs> yep. Thanks, guys. The world is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> God, what a depressing end. It, tell me something funny. Something What's a funny, funny reference to Area 51? Well, we can talk about the greys. Yeah. Those aliens that uh, freak out uh, everyone for some reason. Uh, they're not creepy to me. They're not creepy to me They look kind of cute. But I've known people who are genuinely terrified of them. I do too. I know actually a handful of people that are quite scared of those yeah, things. Yeah, so interesting. I have a fun one we can dive into. It's going to be a much smaller related trope that we can dig into. Sure. It's called E.T. Gave Us Wi-Fi. <laughs> some science fiction works will have as part of their plot that a noticeable chunk of modern technology was descended from the use of alien science or knowledge in some way. Perhaps it was a reverse engineering of imported alien phlebotinum, or possibly discovery of some lost technology left behind by ancient astronauts. Huh. Or maybe we got it from a captured super entity. Either way, it's not ours. We're just taking it from somebody else. Huh. That could be kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, not not far out of the realm of belief, I suppose, in terms of like the grand scheme of things that we talk about on the show. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Huh. You can see it in things like in advertising. It's kind of used a fair amount. Um, a recent Alienware advertisement suggests that the company's range of high-power gaming PCs was created in this way. <laughs> oh, thank you, PC Master Race. Wow. That's fantastic. That's so, we know so that to cool. not be the case because Alienware. Right, because they are sold at places like Walmart. <laughs> you can see this in films. They used to be better, but the problem was... Didn't they, they got get, bought by Dell. Yeah, they got bought by Dell, and they became shit. Huh. Weird. Huh. I mean, it's kind of an interesting trope that like our our current like burst of technology because like I mean, technology hasn't really had any big like jumps, major huge jumps forward since like the uh, like development of like high speed internet and wireless technology like really became like a a standard thing that we all expect, you know. And it's true. Like I mean, can you think about like the only thing that's like radically different about the world after that is just like what platforms do we engage on on that now network of things that we talk through. Porn. Yeah, a lot more porn now. A lot, so much more porn. A lot more varied porn. Yeah, porn, yeah. porn has really changed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you I, know, let's talk about that. 
I'm kidding. Yeah, let's, <laughs> here we go. Porn That's talk. That's another episode. That's a whole... You're listening to Porncast, the stickiest discussion on the internet. There we go. That's the fun part that we were missing. <laughs> Thanks for your Ooh. sex baseline. No problem. Maybe now I can't wait for us to actually do that. I really... I, I've noticed. I felt very proud of that. Yeah. There actually probably is a lot of... Good history we could talk. Oh, God, that's going to be a really good deep folking. It's going to be a real deep folking. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the whorehouses of Pompeii. Oh, man. Oh, man. With Ethan, the start working on that the music. Men- the menus that they have. That menus. <laughs> this is going to be great. All right, everybody. Anyway, Thanks for listening to our episode on Area 51, the most out-of-this-world episode we've done. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's, you're not wrong, in fact. This is our first long form discussion on aliens that we've taken take that victor i was oh, just gonna say not here. Oh. Not here. <laughs> he's Fuck gonna be you. editing this episode with just the biggest just shit eating face and he he's is going upset. to yell at all of us so little much. and like real. the discussion is mostly like eh, i don't think anything of it <laughs> he's screaming but they're there no no this is my time this is victor time man <laughs> I knew about this already, man. I Here, we can that. we can kind of look at the episode really, really quickly through Victor. Yeah, there's something there. <laughs> you know what? Here, we'll do this. Uh, we're going to stop talking now. Victor, go ahead and insert your own opinion. What do you think is in Area 51? And then go ahead and wrap up the show. Before I go into what I think is in Area 51 with my evidence and other uh, forums that I have here, I just want to give you guys some kudos and to go into like how aliens and everything got into pop culture. Nick, you really did your research on this. You know, we have Jag in there. We have Crash Bandicoot. And, uh, you know, uh, the first film reference of it being, uh, what was it, National Treasure 2? Yeah, this is a throwback to maybe another little indie darling you didn't hear of called Independence Day, where spoilers for the movie, if you've never watched, aliens attack Earth and the president has to hide in, guess what, Area fucking 51. Are you kidding me, guys? No one mentioned this at all. The whole thing went in there. And here's another fun fact about the movie. The Air Force was full support of this movie, uniforms, pilots, whatever. And they had one initial rule. They had to take out Area 51. They actually redacted it from the script. And when the creators decided not to do that, they pulled all their support out from the whole thing. But yeah, they go to Area 51. They use the alien technology to fight the other aliens. It's a whole thing on the second act that goes right into the base and everything. And I can't believe we missed it or didn't talk. So that's what I'm screaming about. Not that aliens are real or you can trace back 1947 Roswell to Tom DeLonge's Angels and Airways album 2005 and how it relates everything that's going. What, Sir, we need you to come with us. You can't us. come in here. No, 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 no. Yeah, we got no. it. Truth is out there. Man, that was great. Thanks, Victor. Bye. Wow. Great, great time. Hey, guys, this is Brett from Go Folk Yourself. If you like what you hear, please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever. I don't know what other podcast app that are out there because I don't use them. Uh, by the way, we're also on Patreon. So if you like what you hear, give us as little as $1 a month to join our Discord chat. Where we'll be posting some, I think the kids call them dank memes. I'm not really sure what that means. Memes? I don't know. I What was I doing?